Welcome to the Boisterous Brothers. I'm George Rockwell Schmidt here with Damien Benedict, the best impersonator of Hulk Hogan in the world. Brother. Thank Brother. you very much. That's it. That's all we need to do. All right. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Say Boisterous Brothers. Boisterous Brothers. Yeah. But say it now like somebody's just put a chair around your wife's head. <laughs> Boisterous Brother. <laughs> yeah. But that is it. It's like he's in the room. Yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, how have you been? I'm all right. What's been going on? Nothing. Going nothing. Down, nothing. Going down in the in the in the in the hud. The hud. The hud. I don't know what that is, and I refuse to acknowledge. I refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah. Wouldn't neighbours have been a different show if it was just called neighbourhood? <laughs> House. House. That'd have been a show with a. I think a complaint with a from a couple of networks. I would assume. Right. Yeah. The House Network and Changing Rooms. Yes. Do you remember Changing Rooms? I vaguely. So it was a it was a show where people would. Uh, swap houses and they'd have like a budget of about three hundred, four hundred dollars, something like that, to to change the the entire look of the entire house. And it would just be like, let's get some MDF, paint it red. <laughs> I was just gonna they just buy three hundred quid's worth of paint and just paint everything in that room like uniform. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, like some sort of kind of uh, like it's cast in plastic, futuristic sort of uh, yeah, sort of like kettle assembly area where they assemble. Kettles and maybe other kitchen devices. No, don't be ridiculous, man. I imagine they need to be the same colour. So we will start Boisterous Brothers with an anecdote. And brothers. Brother. Brother. <laughs> I'm just gonna and, I'm gonna derail you every like two minutes of that. And there's mine. So this this anecdote, unfortunately, is about my brother. Brother. <laughs> no, it's not. This anecdote is about somebody called Mungo, who uh, I used to live with when I went to university. Um I we lived, can't use his real name. That's not. That's I not lived good. in a tower block. His real name wasn't Mungo. I know, uh, but everyone would call him Mungo. I think on Facebook he was called Mungo as well. Mungo is slang for fat person, but he wouldn't. He didn't know that, so he got Mungo tattooed on the back of his neck in hieroglyphics. <laughs> what is that in hieroglyphics? <laughs> I think it's like owl hand, double feather, owl, wave, crocodile. Right, okay. Really, really, really uh, so, protracted. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know what it is, but, but yeah. So, so he had that tattooed on the back of his head like the year before I met him. Right. So I lived in this tower block, which were my student halls, and um, everyone who went into the second year would leave this tower block if they were ever there, and they would go off with their friends, and you know have like get a house together. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you'd have a house with four students in it. But it was his third year there, his last year, uh, because he didn't have any friends. And the reason he didn't have any friends was because he was a schizophrenic. Like uh, full-blown or just... I Okay, I don't, I don't know. I never did a psychological assessment of him, but yeah. He was fucking nuts. He was nuts. Um, he was studying to, to be a, a, a psychologist... Mm-hmm. as well kind of weirdly enough but he was absolutely crazy like when i met him the first thing i ever saw from him of him he was shooting into a bag of crisps no it wasn't that bad but he he had produced this enormous list of what the new arrivals in this little corridor of eight people right because okay. he was the only one who yeah, was yeah, left yeah. over right what the, these new arrivals had done wrong um had done wrong yeah so it was like kind first of like, day yeah first day like people had left uh, something open. They, I don't know. They left some food open there. They'd not hoovered up after themselves after the first day or something like that. They'd been it doesn't too loud. sound schizophrenic so it's, far. It sounds insufferable. Not, though. Okay, it's not. Yeah, I'm getting there. All right, calm the fuck down, brother. Calm your tits, Hulk. 
I always wanted to say that. But now you have. What? Take that off the list. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, he's, his real name is Terry. Is it? What, yeah. is, what is his real name? Terry Balboa or something. Really? I don't know if it's Balboa, but it's something like that. But I think Terry's a cool name. But then Hulk. Hulk doesn't make me think of someone who's like incredibly strong or something. Neither does Terry, though. I mean, Terry. 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 Terrible Terry. That would have been his name. Ter- been a... Terrible Terry. Terri- the... Terrific Terry, actually. <laughs> he still had the same moustache, but he'd wax a little bit more. A little more feet. <laughs> so anyway, so Mungo started off with that. And then when I was leaving, there was this guy called Tom who was... Sorry, when I was getting in there, there was this guy called Tom mm-hmm. who was leaving as I was arriving. And I kind of became friends with him. I hung around with him a few times and he showed me this massive letter Mungo had put up. He And it was a handwritten letter, but he... It was written in crayon or some no, shit no, like no. that. He'd written the exact same letter for all other seven residents of this corridor. Right. But he had... So he could have just done it on printed his computer it, yeah, and printed yeah, yeah. it. He didn't do that. He handwrote every letter. They each said the exact same thing. And it was like accusing people of certain things, accusing like specific people by name of stealing food. So he was weird, right? But you always get someone weird. Yeah, it yeah. didn't fucking help that he smoked like five spliffs a day. Right, right, okay. Right. The guy absolutely reeked of BO. He was six foot three. He was probably about 18 stone. Unbelievably fat, right? He was incredibly racist. Right, okay. Right. The year before, uh, he'd been... A so soft- does this like story like culminate with you guys like forming a lynch mob and just <laughs> hanging him out of the table? No, no, no. Uh, but... He, um, the year before, right, uh, there were like, uh, one of the, one of the girls who lived there before was black and she had loads of black friends over in the kitchen right, for like a bit of a party. And Mungo, who, if I haven't made this clear, he was a white kid from Watford, right? He objected to them saying the word nigger. He said to them, could you stop that? Could you stop saying it? Because it offends me. Right. And I think someone like kicked him in the head or something like that. Yeah. And he was really annoyed because the university refused to press charges. <laughs> um, but that isn't it. That's not what I'm getting to. The, there are, I suppose, three things he did which were fucking insane. Right. Before I get into that, one of the reasons he went into like this downward spiral towards the end of the year mm-hmm. um, was because he was going to go for like a, a university, essentially like a university hall monitor. But it was like a semi paid p- position. So. It wouldn't be like he got paid, but he got his rent like half price mm-hmm. or something like that for doing something. There were five, there were four positions, and there were five students going for it. Right. Okay. He's the guy who didn't get it. Right. Right. Okay. Right. Everyone knew what he was about. So the first thing he did, which was actually before I arrived, was he was filmed on CCTV uh, poking garbage out of the window. We lived on the twelfth floor, mm-hmm. poking garbage out the window, which like fell down the tower and into the play school next door and they found out it was him because all this garbage had like letters to him and stuff with his name and address in it oh what a fucking plank the second thing was uh, there were these two Nigerian master's students who were studying to be like oil miners right they were really clever and very nice and uh, he he was like constantly kind of racist without being racist to them you know like dog whistle stuff Um, and I don't and I think it was actually fairly intentional Uh, but what, uh, one day, um, I saw him, like, he was stoned as usual. I saw him with a massive cooking pot. He put it on the side and burnt it. And he said, oh, shit, and moved it, and, like, it wasn't a big deal. And mm. the next day, he was saying it was one of these black kids. Right. Even though yeah. I'd seen it, seen it, and he'd forgotten that I'd seen it. 
Right. right? Okay. Uh, another thing was uh, he met, he had a girlfriend, right? Very weird as well. But he had a girlfriend. He made her a birthday cake because he used to love to cook. He made her a birthday cake and he decided he'd taste it. So he had a slice of cake. Right. And, he, yep. you know, he ate a slice of cake. And then the next day he went fucking mental because there was a slice of cake missing and he completely <laughs> forgot that it was him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, and I yeah. And I think that is everything about Mungo. I'm trying to think of something. Yeah, I think that is kind of everything. Yeah, he wasn't run out of these fucking halls or anything like that. No, he was it pay, paying fucking... his rent and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's all sorts of stuff I could kind of tell you, but, I, you know, I, I, that's it. You know, he was just one of those insane people you meet occasionally. Yeah, oh, I mean, weird. that guy's off the fucking... Yeah, yeah, that's off the fucking charts a little bit. Weird as fuck. One thing I'll tell you about him as well, uh, which kind of probably explains it a bit. His mum died when he was 12, uh, so his dad... Uh, when his mum died, decided that the whole family should convert to Mormonism. Holy right? fuck. Right. And in Mormonism, um, you can be baptised after you die. And you do that through a proxy. So, like, someone else is baptised in your name. Uh-huh. And Mungo was one of these people, and he would get baptised, like, a hundred times a day in the name of people who died. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah, right. So that probably fucked him up a bit. No shit. Yeah. And anyway... The I end... didn't realise that was a thing with Mormonism. Jesus. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. I mean, I, I never looked it up, but that's what he told he me. He never looked it up either. He was just a patsy. Yeah. Just being dunked for someone's amusement. But the end of the story is, is a few years ago, I was um, working on a small film and I went to BNQ, which is essentially Home Depot. It's a huge DIY uh-huh. store uh, in Chiswick. And he was the security guard. Really? Yep. Did you like have any kind of dialogue with him? Just nope. he didn't. He didn't see me. Well, he he was judging by what you've told me. He's not going to fucking recognize Reckon- you. No, no, no. So there you go. There's the story of Mungo. It, was he actually a security guard, or was he just a fucking no. loon stood outside? No, he wasn't stood outside. He was stood there in a security uniform, and he lost a lot of weight as well. But it just it didn't, didn't help. Made him look still fat. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that sounds like a rotten human being. I mean, I went to those halls once, and yeah, I do remember getting warnings that yeah, you don't want to you don't want to cross paths with Mungo. I think when I, I went, I visited you visited visited you maybe like once or twice there. Yeah, and both times he wasn't he wasn't there, and yeah. you were like, yeah, you're better off. Trust yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he was he was quite interesting to observe, but it wasn't nice living with him. And um, yeah, finally, uh, when I left. Uh, the last thing I did was um, one, you know, one of the the notes that he'd written the year before to the people, the uh, the identical notes. Tom had given me his, mm-hmm. so I still he- had his. So the last thing I did was put that on Mungo's door. Oh, really? Yep. Nice one. Yep. <laughs> Just increase the paranoia a bit. Well, time for the news. Hello, the boisterous brothers. This week, the most depressing day of the year occurred, where everyone regrets all the monies they spent over Christmas and feels gloomy about the months of freezing temperatures to come, and years of utter monotony. What they don't tell you is it gets worse every year, and then suddenly, you're dead. Also, Venezuela's laugh-a-minute economy got a brief respite from the government issuing large-numbered toilet paper, and the world gets ready for the bonanza artery of the century, with the inauguration of cat burglar and entrepreneur Donald Trump. Back to you in the studio. Unhappy when a local politician accuses Fraser of being like less of a man, which is true, 
Fraser resigns to corrupt local politics by getting a space alien elected governor. Fraser petitions his alien to make a TV appearance and talk about good times on the mothership in the heat of an election. Fraser Dad tries to counter this by appearing on TV himself and taking his clothes off. Niles typically watches in bemusement and has a nosebleed. This episode was a narrative disaster. Do you know anyone that uh, that uh, subscribes to any kind of alien bullshit like that? No. Yes, I do. I um, I, I used to know someone who was an alcoholic who thought he saw lights in the sky all the time, and I yeah I I don't understand what the fuck these people are talking about. Like I've seen pictures that oh. they say prove prove aliens prove UFOs, and it's like that's a light in the sky. Where, that you took uh-huh. a picture of while you were moving the camera. That's why it looks like that. Yeah. Because you were moving the fucking camera. You had a slow shutter speed. What, yeah. What were you going to say? No, I remembered something. I remember. I was thinking, who who do I know that believes in aliens and all that kind of stuff? <laughs> and I fucking remember. Oh, I know who you're talking about. You're it's... talking about John Paul. No, no, no. no. I, well, I'm sure he does because he's a fucking moron. But no, pope. I'm talking about my late grandfather. And um, he used to like collect all these books, like chariots in the sky, all this yeah. kind of stuff. And he tried to retry to make a convert out of my dad. And my dad would just be like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. As he's kind of getting on in years. But uh, one day he was like so, so happy because he reckoned he'd, he'd spotted a UFO, right, right? Above his little house in like Ruben's clothes, whatever. Uh, Ruben's clothes? Ruben's clothes, I think. It Ruben's was, clothes? Ru- I think that was it called, yeah. Ruben's clothes. Ruben's clothes, yeah. Wow, Ruben just follows you around everywhere. Yeah, I know. Um, First, it was Modern Family, but uh, yeah, he used um, he used to make make loads of model railways, and he used to sell them to people. Well, people he never met. He just kind of like we get a commission. Sir, wait, so he would he would make like a train set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he'd like does you know he'd build like, entire environments with lichen, styrofoam, paint everything up, and they were actually quite exquisite models. I mean, yeah, right. Um, still train sets, but I mean, as a kid, I was always fascinated. Yeah. But, uh, he would get commissions or um, through a couple of people online, um, and so you know, with as he would like make progress with all this kind of stuff, he'd like send a few like, well, shots and a uh, yeah. little bit of uh, video. Uh huh. Um, so yeah, he'd like take, he'd record a few things. He'd have a camera knocking about, and uh, he was just kind of fucking around. I would say doing a camera test. He wasn't really that methodical. Didn't really know that, that much about it. But he was just had the camera poised out the window, and right. that's when he spotted his UFO. Right. Um, and what was it? Um, basically, it had this. It was this black, right, black dot, and it was just floating, uh-huh. you know, above like the furthest house, uh-huh. you know, on the on the horizon. Um, and he couldn't make heads or tails, heads or tails of it. Um, he couldn't see it when it wasn't. Uh, he couldn't see it straight out the window. He could only see it through the camera. He's like, oh, you know, and he was absolutely fascinated by this. You know, uh-huh. he could move the camera. He'd still have it. You know, he could focus on it. Uh-huh. And uh, so he saw it while it was there. Yeah, it's not like something he saw when it was when he was reviewing it. No, yeah, he saw it yeah. like in front saw of it him. live. Yeah, um, but he was he'd been having these arguments with my dad like loads, and he was like so kind of proud. He came like busting on down to show us this kind of shit. And, yeah, like again, my dad was like, uh, uh-huh. and I would see it. And it um, something about the quality of it, you know, it was, it looked really bizarre, whatever this thing yeah, was, yeah. you know, um, and I was kind of fascinated. I didn't believe it was aliens or anything like that, but my da- granddad was kind of like set. Yeah. Right. Um, why? Okay. He, he, I mean, he was just one of those things he was always kind of fascinated about. He really wanted to believe it was, you know, real. Yeah. yeah why? I don't know why. No. But, um. You didn't believe in God. No. Yeah. He's uh, definitely, you know, very, very atheist. Yeah. Um. But nuts. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but he's, he tried to find it again. He set up his camera again outside the little window yeah. um, and he, he couldn't figure out why he couldn't see it like just looking out the window and he figured out what it really was. 
and he's, and it broke his heart. I don't, he never he never really kind was of was it the bogey on the camera? It was a speck of paint that was on the window. Oh my! Fuck. Yeah, and you know what? To his credit, he found that out. Mm. I guess a lot of people wouldn't. Like a tiny speck of paint. Yeah, right? I mean, it was. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly why he couldn't see it. But you know, you always get this really weird angle where you could see this thing just floating there. It's it was a mystery. But he, uh, I used to when I, I used to visit him like almost every day when I on my way back with the dog. Yeah. Um, and uh, he made a point of like just confessing that to me and me only because he was a beaten man after oh, that. Oh, so he, he never really told your dad. Yeah, I mean, I told my dad much later on, right. but. Uh, yeah, he was. Oh, that's awful. He made such a point of flying the flag, but it was total bullshit. I remember I was on the roof and I saw this um, white light in the sky. It looked like a helicopter. It was mm-hmm. moving pretty quickly. And then uh, suddenly it just vanished. And that I suppose you could say that was a UFO because I didn't identify mm-hmm. it. But I imagine it was a helicopter that turned around and I just stopped seeing its light or yeah. something. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. Know, it's, I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think about all of that stuff. Do you do you give it any credit at all? Because I I've definitely read stuff where it seems there was something weird going on. Mm-hmm. Like I don't I don't I wouldn't say I believe in UFOs or I I wouldn't say I believe in aliens, but I believe that there is there is something um, out there which you know I don't know it could be like government craft or something. I think there's a lot of unexplained stuff mm-hmm. that's genuinely weird and is very difficult to explain. Yeah, but I mean, what you know, I think uh, what people, weird people, jump onto first is not going to be the explanation no, at all. No, I don't. Reticulans. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly sure I could like witness stuff like that, and I would be just as fascinated. But I wouldn't say it was extraterrestrial life visiting us at all. No, uh, I've often kind of thought like, why, why would these aliens like you know decide to kind of come into our atmosphere, our lower atmosphere, and just hover? Mm-hmm. Why, well, you know, if Surely they don't want to be, they don't want to be seen. Otherwise, they just you know come out and say, "Hey, we're here." Mm-hmm. So why you know why wouldn't they be able to hide? You know their their spacecraft or whatever. Oh, I don't know, but I'm sure like a a quick internet will search will like uncover so many of well, the that, most absurd fucking theories. Have an explanation for it. Oh, I mean, do, do you believe there could be alien life out there? Uh, I, I in an infinitely expanding universe of, of essentially infinite possibility. I'm sure. Maybe, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's like coming to visit us or anything like that. I'm... Because the thing is, right, is it, if this universe is infinite, which it isn't, is mm-hmm. it? It's just very, very, very big. Large. Um, but if it's, you know, in terms of kind of that sort of scale, if it's almost infinite, you know, you've got these trillions and trillions and trillions of galaxies and everything. Uh, you know, and you, you think, well, there must be life somewhere. And there mu- so there must be life that is much, much older than us. Mm-hmm. Have they just found it impossible to travel? Because you, you'd have think you'd have thought they'd have someone would have found us by now. Like maybe if there's like another alien species on the other side of the universe, maybe not. Mm-hmm. But you think there'd be more than that? Uh, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't kind of think in those terms. I, I, I imagine you know if they were as advanced or more, I think they'd probably be as kind of pra- have the same kind of pragmatic attitude about it being like well it's just it's we can't do it it's just it, yeah. it costs too much and it's too much of a waste of time yeah because um you know a, a lot of kind of science fiction and and the whole ideas behind aliens visiting us and stuff it all depends on breaking the speed of light mm-hmm. um and physics i think physics still at the moment says you can't do that 
Yeah, as, you know, from what I understand. From what I understand. Granted, my understanding is limited, so I'm definitely not the authority. Yeah. Did, what did you get in your physics O-level? Uh, C, I think. Oh, that's good. What well, did well. you get? I don't, I don't think I did it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of quite like the idea that there could be like all these different civilizations out there, but they'll never get out of their own solar systems. Mm -hmm. I mean, they may as well have never existed. Yeah, I mean, I love the idea of something being out there. I just don't think. Uh... I, I mean, I think it, I think a large large part of it is to do with people who don't believe in God or don't have a religion want aliens to exist because mm -hmm. then it's like it's either some sort of explanation, there may be some reason, or even just there's something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just the same thing. It's, it's like believing in Gaia or something or crystal skulls. It's just kind of a need to believe in something. Yeah, totally. That isn't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't you know. You're born and you die because you're just another organism like everything else. It's like about giving yourself meaning, I suppose. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Granted, it's pretty tawdry, much like, well, well, how I view, how we view a lot of religion, but uh, you can see mm -hmm. why people do it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, I think but, I could, you know, and I can kind of understand all the UFO stuff as well. Like, um, you know, the military naturally classifies a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm doesn't have to be about aliens. I think a lot of stuff they classify is extremely mundane, like this is the way a plane went once, sort right. of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're on the outside and, you know, there's a mystery, I can understand how that would kind of get you thinking, well, what, they, what they're covering up, what they're concealing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people can get really fucking bored and this it's probably the best thing that ever happened in these. That, that, that's the thing. That, that's where belief comes from, getting really bored. I think so, yeah. yeah. I mean, if, you don't, there's a, if there's not enough going on, you do kind of lose your shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's kind of just weird, isn't it, that you know that UFOs start to come around in fiction in the fifties. Mm -hmm. That's when all these sightings happened. You know, yeah. there weren't that many sightings in you know eighteen twenties. Well, no, they were they were considered religious experiences then, weren't they? Really? I guess so. Yeah, maybe that's what Gabriel was—just an alien, <laughs> just an alien fucking around. Yeah, that's it. Or I like that. Join Hieronymus Rush and Mamow on an exciting adventure in 40 million leagues under the sea. That seems to be the last of those pesky robotoids. Oh, Swash, who'd have thought you'd be so good at penetrating our defences? Well, that's what I do. Oh, you're so brave. Oh, Kitty. Oh, Hieronymus. Oh, Kitty. Oh, Hieronymus. Oh. Boss. Oh, Mamow. There's only one more section before we get to the commander's quarters, boss. Good. I fear it may be it as yet. This final section is exceptionally secure. What is it? A laser grid connected to a series of machine guns. Machine guns, eh? Let's take a look. Ah, lasers. Yes. The good old laser grid. Mau Mau, reckon I could work my way through that? You'd have to have the body of an incredible athlete. Mau Mau, do we have the body, Shammy, in our big bag of sleuthing tricks? No, you made me take it out to make room for the caramel puffs and copy of manly health. Ah, yes. Well, get some of that oil there, from the door mechanism. I'm going in. Oh, Swash, what can I do? Grease me up, woman! I think you should reconsider, boss. Even the most supple contortionist, in some sort of yet-to-be-exploited titillation catsuit, would struggle to make it through that laser grid. Bluffhouses, Mau Mau. Know that when I'm sufficiently lubricated and warmed up, there's nothing I can't slip through. The control panel's over there. I reckon a simple slingshot made from elastic and a belt buckle. Oh, it's always making stuff with you, isn't it? It's like working with a brass strap obsessed engineering student. Stand well back, Kitty, my dear. Mau Mau, 
Keep clear and observe why they used to call me Hieronymus Octopus. Wasn't that because... Quiet, Mau Mau! <clears throat> okay, here we go. Just got to get past the first... God damn! Quick boss, the control panel! Yes, Wash, my brow strap! Kitty, I'm honored. For the slingshot! Right! Good thinking, Kitty. But how did you get it off so quickly? Well, in the science business, you never know when you'll need some brazier elastic. Really? Oh, yes. The Hadron Collider's first hundred experiments were all fired down CERN from systems made from a mixture of brass straps and chewing gum. Ah, you learn something every day, don't you, Mamau? Hmm, looks pretty sturdy. Like that door in Switzerland. That was such a mess. Who knew such a big door could be so heavy? I know how to open the door. Look, this little microchip fits right here and... What the devil? How did you get through the door? The game's afoot, you crazy fool. We're here to stop your insanity. Take that, traitor. Ah! Seize him, Mau Mau. Ah, get off me. Damn, you knocked her out cold. You villain. I'm not the villain, you idiot. I closed this base down to stop those thieves taking the jewel of Neptunia. Cease your sassy man. You're under arrest. I'm afraid he's quite right, Erodimus Swash. Quite right, indeed. What? Dr. Blivin. That's right. We're going to take the seismic weapon and sell it to the highest bidders, regardless of the political implications or how bad it makes us look. You mean the beautiful Kitty Fox was in on it too? Absolutely. But it looks as though she's out cold and me and my men can't drag her with us, so it looks like she'll be drowning with you. Was that meant to be a pun? In sea soup! <gasps> Join us next time for another exciting episode of 40 Million Leagues Under the Sea! Quite the truth for you now, in the studio, we have Leroy Latoc. Take it away, Leroy. Oh, we are. Well, Lingo, Carmel, Loot, Bishop, Pompon. Get away from her, you bitch! This one's called Wasteland Thursday. April is the cruelest month. The lilac rivers of paper, gushing from the open wounds of winter, freshly thawed by the type of cold that no longer allows numbness, but gives enough heat for the icy prevailing winds to take it away. Why has death forsaken us? Why, once again, has life prevailed, and our own conformity compelled us to sit, looking at nothing, thinking of nothing, talking to someone doing, or not doing, exactly the same. Are there not white fjords unblemished and silent? Are the forests of the world not sizable enough to escape into? Why must I commit these numbers to memory? Why must I keep all letters, yet have been automatically switched to email-only correspondences? What's my account number? What is a unique ID? Cannot someone just leave me to die? And that's from Cleo in Atlanta. Thank you very much for that, Cleo. Right, okay, so we're going to go back to the uh, Mungo <laughs> thing a little bit um, and just talk about, well, being fucked up on weed, basically. Uh -huh. um, so, yeah, you know, did you know anyone else that would uh, abuse weed in that kind of way? Yeah, you. Well, uh... <laughs> yes, I did. I used to know this guy called Big George, um, who uh, was um, was someone who had smoked weed I guess between the ages of 12 and 16, pretty much non-stop. 
And he was at university, so I guess it can't have fucked him up that much. Uh, but then again, it wasn't a very good university. And he never smoked it at all when I knew him. Mm -hmm. he'd, he'd quit for life. But he spoke like that. And I think that his brain kind of worked at a normal speed, but his mouth didn't anymore. Yeah. And honestly, it was like that all the time. And what he'd say would be clever. Like, he was quite witty. Yeah. But it had... I don't know. It fucked up something. Yeah, I knew someone like that. I used to when I uh, was waiting tables as a, as a waiter that I used to know. And uh, every now and again, uh, he used to smoke a lot of weed. And yeah, we would ever we'd smoke every now and again. But yeah. uh, he was someone that had done it quite a, a lot, quite a lot for, for a, a long for time. A long time. Yeah. And yeah, you, I think you met him, met him a couple of times. And yeah, you had that kind of criticism of him as well. It's just everything about him. He would do just do just only a few seconds later than everybody else but you know it was in those times it was quite a huge difference it was Just very a... difficult to play hacky sack with mm. uh, right okay so I met this guy so I know who you're talking about right I don't remember him like that yeah I just remember him as being this kid really Oh no! I mean, he just the what he used to speak in kind of like yeah, kind well, of way. Even when he wasn't stoned. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. I used to know someone else who uh, smoked weed for about thirty years every day, um, bongs, spliffs, pipes, everything, and um, he was a dog walker, a professional dog walker, which I suppose is a job you can do stoned. And then he decided he'd set up his own business, and he just stopped smoking weed overnight. Like he right, didn't, okay. he didn't come off it or anything. He didn't like, you know, reduce it. He just completely stopped. Never did it again. What happened to this dude? Did he have like a meltdown or something? Or no, he just decided. Just, he just, just had up, a healthy. Just set up his business and right. Okay. Became a boring, functional member of society. I mean, he was boring anyway, wasn't he? I guess. But yeah, the thing was, you'd never know he was stoned. Oh yeah. He was so kind of used to it. That was his normal operating level. Other than perhaps the uh, perhaps the smell. Yeah, I mean, you know, he's one of those people that didn't have a personality. His personality was smokes weed. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there you go. I used to know someone else who uh, who would roll a spliff for breakfast and have that with a big glass of Coke. And, Jesus. Yeah, and he was on his way to an early grave because he would sm like smoke nonstop but just drink and eat. Like, it, it hadn't become normal in his life. Like... It, he, you know, when you like people get stoned on a Friday night and it's like yeah. a party. It was like that every day for him. Right. Okay. Yeah. Jesus. And that fucked him up. I, I'm sure he must have stopped by now. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. well, we used to smoke all the fucking time, and by when when it came, when I like packed it in, it was my head was just kind of yeah. fucked with it. I was just done. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't know. I never inhaled. <laughs> just just playing. Um. Yeah. Because it really fucked you up, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Uh, but we should say that we smoked a lot, but for a short time. Yeah, maybe it was about a year or something like that. No, it was about three months that we like properly. Smoked. Oh right, okay. But yeah, we smoked weed occasionally for a while, but we for was... like three months it was almost daily, wasn't almost it? Almost daily, yeah. Yeah, and we had like quite a quite a proud bong. I think that was one of our. We had an Olympic-sized bong. Yeah, it was a good like fucking four and a half feet tall. It was fucking <laughs> yeah. huge. Yeah, yeah, it was a foot taller than me. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, um, and we, it was great at first, but I mean, I uh, this was when it was harsh. Yeah, because you never liked being really stoned, whereas that's why uh, I did it. I, yeah, I, you know, I don't get it. Like I've seen people smoke a spliff, and that's it. Like I want to be fucked. Yeah, I can't handle that. I just get like incredible fucking panic attacks, and it's just the, it's the longest night of my fucking life. So and I, that's why I try and fly as low as fucking possible, but still kind of be high at the same time. It's a bit of a Paradox is there. Yeah, the reason I stopped doing it was because Damien is such a drag. 
Yeah, I'd just yeah. be in the corner, like, whimpering. <laughs> I must, I'm going to have, like, some orange juice. I'm just going to put my head down for a little bit. And this, but, but, I mean, only... it definitely made me feel paranoid at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but it never fucked me up like it did you. Like, it would definitely send you over, like, the edge and you'd have to go to bed. Oh, gotcha, yeah, right. yeah. Not because you were tired. But I just wanted to sleep it off very yeah. quickly, yeah, 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 yeah. And have what would invariably be incredibly fucking, uh, incredible fucking dreams. But I haven't, I haven't smoked weed in a couple of years, and, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it hasn't affected me negatively in the long term. But um, it was awful at the time because it, it was like I, I became quite dependent on it. I never, I didn't become addicted, but it would be like, oh, well, I'll smoke a spliff. Yeah, and I felt felt the same kind of way. If I had like that kind of free time, or I felt right. I need to, yeah, I'll smoke, well. smoke a joint, and um, I could still do stuff, but what I was doing was shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it invariably got in the way of what any kind of productivity. Yeah, that's where. Yeah, I, I'd say that's why I gave up. The reason I gave up was I just moved away, and I just couldn't be asked to like find anyone else. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, I mean, would you recommend it? Would you recommend people try it? Oh, easily. Yeah, I'm kind of feel like the better for it, and in and a. And a a little in a small kind of way, yeah. Um, just to simply know what it's about, but I, yeah, uh, I couldn't, I, I, I couldn't do it every fucking day. I no, mean, I, I just, I, I remember we it's had like, like drinking one... every day. I mean, you don't want to do that. No, not at all. No, you, you don't. No, I no, don't. No, but don't. Uh, I don't have a choice. No, <laughs> you're an alcoholic now. Why did you stop smoking weed? That was very mature of you. I just fell in love with alcohol. Yeah, it was. I, I found it was. Uh, it was. It was weed more accessible. Was getting, weed was getting in the way of my drinking. Yes, exactly. There will always be a long fucking trip to after a dodgy, an awful phone call uh, with my dealer, and then oh, that was it was such a ball like. But I can just go down to the corner shop and get a couple of cans yeah. of Stella. Yeah, and what what we should say as well is when we did it, we would always be drunk as well. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't just, yeah, we were quite active stoners really. Yeah, but we would do things. Well, only at first. We just we'd have a big trip out to fucking Morrison's. We'd uh, we'd uh, get our fucking vodka and Sprite in, and a few stalks of mint, and then a shit ton of donuts. And be like, yeah, we've done something. We've been out of the house. We've done, we've done something. something today. All right, it's four o'clock. Time to get on it. <laughs> uh, oh God. Well, I I don't know. I mean, um, I you know I I feel like I'm glad I did it. I'm I'm glad I did it, and uh, yeah, I bet it it easily would have taken its toll if we kept on doing it. Yeah, easily. Yeah, I'm glad I did it. And I'm glad I'm not doing it now. Yeah, really? I remember we did have like one one night where we were getting absolutely blitzed, and we would just watch the most atrocious, you know, amateurish fucking shit on YouTube, um, and B movies. Um, and now I am that guy. Um, <laughs> you're not you're not on the same level as Gmod though. No, I can only hope. Yeah, maybe one day. Um, but we you had like this one kind of like epiphany. Like towards the end of that, that uh, well, th- what we're watching is shit. Yeah, we just kind of like, you're like, oh, this is amazing, you know. I was like, George, what? I think this is shit, mate. I mean, <laughs> everything we watched, it was because you put it on. I never wanted to watch any of that shit. Your girlfriend would constantly say to you in front of me, "What Damien watches is shit. What what you watch when you're stoned is crap." You showed me this video last night, Damien. It's shit. And you'd be like, ah! It's amazing, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do that yeah, a lot. I think I was a, quite a drag for a lot of people. Like, this is just fun for me and me only. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was definitely the kind of arse end of the asinine, I think. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. utter rubbish. But, you know, it's nice, you know, when when you have a drag and you're watching something, you're like, you can go out on your balcony or whatever, and you can just look around and you can just start laughing. And it's just funny. It, that's when weed is good. Yeah. I, find, I think one of the reasons I gave it up was because I stopped having those fucking giggle fits. 
I, I really enjoyed it when I would laugh my fucking tits uh-huh. off, but I just never would do that anymore. Yeah. The last time I really remember doing that was when we like looked through was it Chris Simpson's artist or something like that. Yeah, right. And we, that was that was fucking intense, yes. intense laughter, just yeah. like doubled over on the floor. But that's the last time I've ever really enjoyed it on that level. I was definitely kind of monged on weed, but I was never high like I thought I was somewhere else mm-hmm. or anything like that. Uh, yeah, that was for other stuff, really. Yeah, I mean, I was always kind of aware, but sometimes it got a little bit too real, but only for like five minutes. I mean, some people are very against weed, and I think that they, they kind of have the impression it's something that it isn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I can see why people don't like weed or they don't like the idea of their children smoking weed, because, I mean, stoners really are a waste of fucking space. Yep. Uh, and I say that as a kind of... I wouldn't say I'm a reformed stoner. I wasn't really a stoner, but I was someone who smoked weed. Mm-hmm. A lot at one small point of my life. I don't know. It's just such a waste of time and and life. It's I suppose I suppose it all is. So mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but fuck it, I'll break out the bong. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, this is going to be the last boisterous ever because I've decided to dedicate my life to smoking weed. No, thank you very much for joining us. Join us next week because there will be another one. I mean, it may be a bit smoky in here and everything. You never know. You wish. <laughs> yeah, I do. Thank you very much, and be sure to download us on SoundCloud and uh, the, the, the. anything else to add? Uh, Stitcher, iTunes, um, and there, there, there's that other one, but that's that's a secret. Only only true boisterous bo- uh, fans know about that one. Grinder, oh. which is the gay one. That is Grinder, yeah. Oh yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, I gave that up way too quick. <laughs> but it's Grinder, yeah. What's your um? What's your username? 